Standoff, the podcast where we put abilities from JoJo's Bizarre Adventure up against each other in a randomized bracket to determine what stand is objectively the best. My name is Kat, and I use she/her pronouns. My name is Kingdom, and I use he/him. Yeah. So, in this round of the bracket, we give up. <laughs> hey, 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 hey! <laughs> it's round five of the podcast. We did two rounds of saying way too much shit about stands. We did a round... What was round three? What did we do then? Uh, vibes? Was, was that the round with yeah, Vibes? Yeah, that, that was Vibes. That was... Yeah. <laughs> that feels like it was three years ago, man. That was Arc and Vibes and something with R in the beginning, and I don't remember what the first one was. Yeah, Reflection. Ref- sh- sh- sure. Maybe. I, I think Reflection was the first one. Who knows? I'm on the Google Docs. I could look, but I won't. Don't. Last round, we had guests. That was round four. This round, round five, we're both just kind of (laughs) tired. We're exhausted, especially me today, because I've worked out all day, poggers. Yo, that fucking rules. I should. I need to start running again, because I was doing Ring Fit Adventure and then my grandparents moved in with us, and now I don't have a space to do it anymore in my home. Oh, that sucks. I didn't realize that was the situation. Yeah, my grandpa just took over the entire basement. <laughs> oh, that's fucked up. No. Right? That's cool. Now I now my PS4 is in my room, so I can play video games even more instead of doing my job. <laughs> I, I, I do my job. I get all my work done, and I work on projects, and I'm a very good employee. Any uh people who work where i work who may be listening to this podcast i don't know if anyone does but in case they find it mm-hmm. this is parody <laughs> this is parody uh we should actually all right step one find or list the stands that are in the episode yeah it, we gotta do that it's king crimson versus kiss and purple haze versus sea moon I think King Crimson versus Kiss is what we said at the end of last episode. I yeah, hope. yeah, it was because, and then I, um, what did I say? I theorized that you and Sky, I think, was on that episode. <laughs> no, it was Alex. Oh, that was Alex. Oh, that's why King Crimson was able to win. I theorized that you and whoever would have pushed me off of King Crimson and fought for Foo Fighters, but it's not worth it. If Yona were on that episode, I think Foo Fighters would have won. Twist of fate. Yeah, and then Sky was on the next batch of rounds, which led to Purple Haze versus Sea Moon. It's just fucked up, because we're basically choosing at this point who goes against each other in the quarterfinals with each episode. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of what we were doing before, but now, uh, like you said before we hit record, the time between rounds is becoming very short. So we're down to the last seven or eight episodes now. This is it. We're we're in the the end game. Oh, and you know what? <laughs> what? Uh, one more housekeeping thing. Last episode oh, was episode 69 and I didn't point it out and I'm really mad. I I mean, it was just another episode like it was the Q&A. So it was special. But why would you point it out? It's okay. I don't know if you know, but that's a funny number. I didn't know that. Why is it, why is it funny? Um, because it's a it's a depiction of a sexual act. Named that because the 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 what? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking excuse me. 
uh, because the num- the number six and the number nine are the same but reversed, and it it depicts what the people in the sexual act would be would be reflecting. That's good reflection. Uh, but yeah, what we're getting at in all of this <laughs> is that it's just jazz now, baby. It's just all fucking free form. We are warning you now that the show it was bad before and it's worse now. Nah, 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 nah. This is when it gets good. Okay. This is when there's nothing holding us back, right? All of our mm. guests were lovely. They're gone. It's just you and me. Criteria's nebulous. We're just... This is what this podcast is at its purest form. Two assholes yelling at each other about anime. Yeah. Specifically one, but sometimes others. Uh, Let's talk about King Crimson. Right, the antagonist stand of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Part 5, Vento Oreo. He's a big, red, scary man. With fucking, uh, he's, he's got a, he's got a, I want to say lattice, but I want to make it funnier, because it is a lattice, but I want to say, like, checkerboard or something, but jokes don't yeah. exist in my brain right Yo, now. No, he's got fucking toaster strudel icing. Yo, there it is! Next man, I, see, I... What more can we say about King Crimson <laughs> than we already have? I'm um, going to have this po- crisis on the podcast. Um, uh, quick, uh, do we, uh, mandatory, funny, it's hard to explain joke. And then mandatory kingdom s- yells because it's not hard to explain. It was just poorly depicted in its, in its initial, uh, uh, what's the word? Initial depiction. That's using the same word twice. Not supposed to do that, but I don't give a fuck. Uh, just like D4C. D4C is the same thing. Right. The original fan translation of the Bento Reo manga is utter dog shit. I highly recommend everybody read it at some well, point to understand what it was like slumming it back in 2014 when I first read all of JoJo's. I wasn't even fucking alive. Born. Yeah, I wasn't even born yet. <laughs> yeah. Kingdom 7. No, that would mean I was be born. What? Yeah, but be- you were born like a week after I finished JoJo's. Oh, okay. I, I wasn't aware. <laughs> I don't know my birthday. True. It's whatever Johnny Joe Star's birthday is. Honestly. True, actually. Wait. <sighs> Are you going to Google Johnny Joe Star's birthday to see if it's in. When's your birthday? <laughs> October? My, my birthday is in October. Yeah. Uh, Johnny Joe Star. I Googled Johnny Joe Star birthday, and all it gives me is 1872. <laughs> Correct. Damn, that's fucked up. You know what? It's the same as mine. No. Okay, so we know his birth. We don't know his birthday. It's it's. We know his death day. Oh right, no! I need to know something because manga's fucking weird. All right, we don't know his blood type either. That's fine. That's a Japan thing, I believe. It it very much is. It's in like shonen manga and shit. I don't. I don't. I don't understand it, but I respect it. Uh. Wait, uh, fun yeah. fact. I have a fun fact. Yeah. I gotta remember the the, the 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 date. No, not in the United States, stupid. Google's so dumb, I can't read my mind. Yeah. Mm. Okay, so uh your favorite shonen protagonist's birthday is probably May 5th. What? It's it's almost always May 5th because that is Children's Day in Japan. Luffy's that? is May 5th. I think Gone Freaks is May 5th. That makes sense. I I respect that. Let me okay. Yeah, continue. All right. So, if this is hypothetically 
your first ever episode of Standoff, we'll actually talk about the stand and not have a crisis. Or just go back and listen to the good episodes. No, 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 no. We need we need to be able to hook people every episode. Fuck that. <laughs> this podcast. So I'm just looking at anime characters. product. I'm just looking at anime characters who are who have the birthday of May 5th. Uh, what if we this, just this became list, a brand? This list has both Monkey D. Luffy and Monkey D. Luffy parentheses young. So uh, true. I don't know most of these though. Oh, Alexis Rhodes. Shout out to Yu Gi Oh G X Generation X. Game I on, have- get your game on. Come on, now, better play your cards right. Stop. Who's Daydara? Daydara is the twink from the Akatsuki in Naruto. Oh, he's also born on May fifth. Good for him. Um, King Crimson's red. It's angry. It has an angry face. It has a second angrier face on its forehead that looks like chewing gum. It has white accents. It has green accents. It's a big, does, tall man. Does King Crimson have any math motifs like uh, his daughter? No. Spicy lady? No. I think Spice Girl has math motifs because Trish does. King Crimson doesn't have any math motifs but the latiste white could like be referencing uh diavolo's mesh shirt yeah so Uh, stand user synergy have i i feel like i've mentioned this before now that i'm seeing it Mm -hmm. um i might have found a thing but (laughs) i don't know what exactly it's from so i'm not i don't want to say things before no just to say it so king crimson its design might have been inspired by something called Ava-01, and I don't know if this is Evangelion or something else. I mean, I'm pretty sure. Here, I'll give you the, um, I will send the image to Kat. Oh, okay. This. I'm being sent an image. What the fuck? I don't know what this is. Ava, the- E-V-A-0-1. I guess that makes sense. So this is a picture of a naked Evangelion. Oh, is so that I, what it is? I guess the Genesis Evangelion spoil spoilers. There's there's organic like fucking big old humanoids inside of the robot suits, and so this is a picture of I guess Ava Unit One. That makes sense given the green eyes and like the build. Um, naked. I don't know if we ever see Ava Unit One naked in. The franchise, like in the anime, but is that what you would call it, naked? Yeah, because it's not wearing its robot suit. Oh yeah, there it is. Yeah, so it's got green eyes that kind of look like King Crimson's eyes. They're very like fixed and pierced, and they look deeply similar. And then on its forehead, it has an angel mask, like the ones that you might see on what's the first angel's name? Evangelion first angel. Like, the first angel they fight. I think it's the third angel, technically. Oh, that's a cool face. Yeah, like on Satchiel. Fun fact, never watched Evangelion. It's fine. I enjoy it. Yeah, it's got, like, an angel mask on its forehead, and it's got a normal face, so that makes sense. I have no idea if there's any veracity behind that statement. But Evangelion Unit 1, not wearing its armor, is a big humanoid with two faces, essentially. It looks kind of fucking dope. And now I'm looking at GIFs and I kind of want to watch Evangelion now because this animation's insane. Do it. 
remember, you gotta watch Ava, then you have to watch End of Ava, then you have to watch all the rebuild movies. Or I can just watch the first thing and then not. Because wasn't End of Evangelion made because people were mad about the ending not being anime enough or whatever? I don't know. I fucking guess. That's what I heard tangentially. Do you know what is anime enough? Uh, are you getting off Evangelion? Because I have another fun fact about <laughs> Evangelion. <that laughs> Alright, what's your fucking Evangelion fun fact? Uh, the man, the man who made it? I don't know his name. But, um, yeah, sure. I heard that uh, people... I heard from an interview, and it might not be true, but I heard it, that people were asking him why there's so much Christian uh, symbolism in Evangelion. And they had they asked him all these theories and shit, and he just said that it looks cool. Yeah. That's dope. That's the best. Yeah. yeah. A lot of it works, but yeah, it just it just looks cool. It does look really cool. I think that's the same thing to do with Berserk. It just looks cool. Yeah, whenever the... Oh, what's his name? The author of Berserk. He doesn't write Berserk. He just plays Idolmaster games. <laughs> True. And wow, actually. Does he? Yeah. Uh, Kentaro Miura. Kentaro Miura. I think people refer to him as Kentaro. I, I don't know. I know Idolmaster's there, but yeah. Um, speaking of things that are very anime, King Crimson's standability is that the second face on its forehead is another stand called Epitaph, and it lets it see 10 seconds into the future, and then King Crimson can delete up to 10 seconds of time. Like editing a video. Like, so the, the process, it, it erases the cause and just leaves the effect. Right. So, yeah, it's like, I'm going to hit you, King Crimson, and then he's like, no, you actually hit yourself. Uh, that's the it, worst it, example you could give. It's fine. <laughs> it's like it's like hitting Dragon Ball Super. He skips time. He skips from before punching you to after he's already punched you. Right. <laughs> so you are punched, but you didn't get punched. Yeah. Or it adds shot, but you didn't get shot. Yeah. The, the, uh, the, the act never happens, but the status effect lingers. Which is really cool. It's a very it's, good ability that wouldn't work if Epitaph wasn't there. Dope. Yeah, but that's how stands work, baby. True. Because two souls in one man, I guess. Two souls in one man. Wow. I was about to talk about Diavolo, the stand user of King Crimson. He's the shadowy leader of the crime gang Passione, who just wants to live um, a quiet life like Kira. <laughs> kind of. And he murders everybody who knows who he is to facilitate that. And King uh, Crimson is really good for that. What? It's more he wants to erase who he used to be and wants nobody to know who he is. Fucking understandable. It's like erasing his past, just like King Crimson erases time. You know, themes and shit. Right. Right. Yeah, and King Crimson's really good for doing kills, because you can just kill somebody and be gone, and they'll never know. Yeah, you could skip from them being alive, and then skip the killing part, and then to them just being dead. Mm-hmm. That, that's kind of not how it works, but you, you, get, you, get, you get the joke. Right. I don't like- want to confuse people, but... So within the span of 10 seconds, Diavolo could get up to you or like foresee himself through Epitaph getting up to you. Deal it. No, because he can't do stuff during that time. That's right. Can, what? Yeah, he can. Like anything, like anything that's actually done during that time gets erased. So you're losing me in the weeds on this one. Yeah. 
he Diavolo, because of how his power works, can't kill you during the time that he erases, because whatever's done during that time is Yeah, erased. Yeah, yeah, that's why he, um, that's how he can, if you shoot at him, he can erase the time where the bullet would have hit him, and the bullet yeah. just goes, tech, from an outside point of view, it would go straight through him without hurting him. Exactly, yeah. His ability is a lot of set play. Talk about fighting games more, I guess. Just like Mandom. Wow, exactly like Mandom. My favorite stand. So, King Crimson's my second favorite stand. Fair. Uh, it's going to lose to Seamoon eventually. Uh, that means that it's going to be Kiss. Let's talk about Kiss now. Well, I wanted to say... What? No, I don't want to say anything else. Okay. It's a it's a good stand for Diavolo's motivations and Dopia's motivations, but we've already fucking talked about that. Yeah, thing. theme, 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 theme. I'm reading the novelization of Death Stranding and... What? What? There's a novelization of the Hideo Kojima video game Death Stranding? Yeah, there's two volumes, there's two books. Fucking what? Yeah, because I'm not going to sit down and play that game, and that would also be $60, and I only paid like 20 for these books. Right, and you're playing Persona 5 Royal. Yeah, but what I was going to say is that game's got very strong, uh, what's the word? I don't want to say beat you over the head with, but let's say powerful in that sense, muscular themes. <laughs> Noticeable. Of connection. Bro, the Amazon delivery drivers got too many likes five-star reviews and now they're just keeping packages it's like okay the game is about connections you're connecting different parts of the, of the country back together also this also this also this also uh everything's beating you over the head with connections also the connection of life and death also the main character has a phobia of touching people because that's a connection but but, but if you don't play it you don't get to see junji ito <laughs> That's true. Well, I, I watched a video essay on it, so I basically played it. Let's talk about kids. Speaking of connections. Speaking of connections. Gross. Gross. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. Cooties. True. Kiss is tall and has a crown and has sticky notes of, of smoochums. Kiss is a humanoid stand. Yeah, it's tall. It's got a crown-shaped protrusions on its head. Got pink stickers with black lips all over its body. It kind of—I think it kind of looks like it's wearing a jacket. Yeah. Uh, I don't have a picture of it open because we've given up. No, we haven't given up. Yeah, it's got like a line down the front of its garment yeah. that says "kiss" on it. That makes it kind of look like it's wearing a vest. Yeah. It's yellow and purple. It's got like armor on its knees. Yellow eyes. Yeah, it's just your normal ass humanoid stand with those bug stand eyes here's here's my thing with kiss also uh how are you supposed to pronounce the stand user's name i always fuck it up um, Hermé. i think it's Hermé. yeah i always Hermé. forget every time we record i don't think it's hermes it's not hermes i believe it's Hermé. yeah okay so i like kiss a lot and kiss is a very powerful stand so powerful that the stats that iraqi writes in in the in like the the between sections thing uh he makes its stats the same as fucking star platinum but better insane but my problem with kiss is that it's dope and it's strong and it's interesting but herme isn't that cool of a character yeah so tell 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 the class what kiss does okay kiss has the sticky notes they're pink of uh, post-it notes with the black 
uh, lip smoochums on it. If it puts one on something, then that thing becomes two, and there's two stick. There's two sticky notes. So, for no, example, it doesn't split the sticker. Oh, it doesn't split the sticker. I don't I th- believe it does. I think the sticker's still only on one, so that then when the sticker's removed, they crash back together. But then this becomes one. I'm just gonna say, yeah. No, you already said it. If you put it on something, it splits into two of the same thing. And then when you rip it off, they uh, collide back together. The further away they are, uh, the faster and faster they'll go and the more powerful they'll collide together. Yeah, it does recoil damage, but it's really yeah. fucking versatile. Like it's It can really be used dope. for damage. Like It's kind of vague how it actually works. Because like, if anybody puts a sticker on a body part... It splits the body part into two and not the whole person. Yeah. So in Eyes of Heaven, her and Jolene's dual heat attack is one of my favorites because she really uses dope. stickers to turn Jolene into Goro from Mortal Kombat. <laughs> she uh, puts a sticker on each of Jolene's arms and so she has four arms. Right. And then Jolene punches big, bigger than nor- twice as big as normal, one may say. Why'd you say Goro? Goro from Mortal Kombat has four arms. But there's um there's Shiva who is girl Goro, and Jolene is girl. I think Goro is the more accessible reference for people who don't immediately know Mortal Kombat. Cringe. He's, he's been around since the start, dude. Yeah, but Shiva's in the new game. Goro's dead. Yeah, Goro's dead. He's in the crypt. Who his, his corpse is in the dead. Fucking cares. I do. About Mortal Kombat lore. Goro's dead. I think Reptile's dead. Uh, oh, Reigns in eleven. Don't that, fucking that, oh my god me. That that dual heat attack is good because it deals recoil damage to Jolene. Oh, so does it? Yeah, so it's true just a little tiny bit, but it's true to the ability in that That's way. Cool. I didn't mm-hmm. know that. And yeah, she can like use it to make multiples of objects and stuff like that. Overall, it's a very neat ability, and it also punches good. Yeah, it punches real strong. Punches strong like Starplat. It can what if it what if it well, no, that would be, just be the same thing. It's it's a powerful punch, but also can has the option to leave a sticky on you when it punches you. So after da- after effect, aftershock. Yes. Damn. Really makes you think. Yeah. Puts a sticker on you when it punches you, and then when it pulls back to punch again, it pulls the sticker off, so you crash back together. It just That's... keeps doing that. Yeah. But King Crimson beats it. Yeah, King Crimson wins. King Crimson is overall a better developed stand, and Diavolo slash Dopio, the users of King Crimson slash Epitaph, are more developed characters, because they're yeah. the antagonists of their whole part. Erme seems to be meant to be a secondary antagonist after a sort. Yeah, uh, quote-unquote Jobro, as people like to refer to them. But she doesn't get a lot of screen time, and she doesn't do a lot. Yeah, she's a very similar motivation to Polnareff, but about like a third of the way through part six, she's just gone and then comes back later. Yeah. Yes, yeah, I mean, she's like in jail. She's hanging out in the ghost room with Emporio. She's just not part of the plot. Dude, I wish I could just hang out and burn down the house. I don't. What the fuck? I don't want to go on ghost internet. I would go into it's the fucking ghost zone. Mm-hmm. Uh... Danny Phantom, I forget what it's called. But about it's called the Ghost Zone. You that got it in wrong. one. Okay, whatever. It's called the Ghost Zone. That's, Look it up. That Google feels it. wrong. Google it. You've been typing away on your keyboard this whole fucking time. So have you. It is the Ghost Zone. <laughs> yeah. 
I'm the box ghost. <laughs> no, the line is he's a phantom, but good attempt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I follow the real main character. Um, yeah, because King Crimson's a superior stand, and because Diavolo and Dopey are superior characters. And they mesh better with their stand. They mesh better with their stand. They're more interesting to talk about. King Crimson wins over Kiss. Yeah. Speaking so, of Kiss, did you ever watch the finale of Danny Phantom? Uh, I probably did when I w- when it was coming out. But there's a movie that's the finale. Oh, again, I probably did, but I would not be able to remember anything about it. Yeah, yo, Danny and Sam kiss, dude. Oh, yeah! Sam gave me unrealistic expectations of women. <laughs> Unfucking fortunate That explains uh, a lot. She's... It was Sam from... Danny Phantom, and it was Gwen. Gwen. Don't call me out. Let me call me out. (laughs) And probably, oh, just fucking ruined something. Probably a character in sixteen. I don't remember if there was a goth girl in sixteen. Yeah, yeah, there was Canadian television. Uh, I do. That's not true. I watched Lioko. Is that? Italian or French or something? I just said I don't watch French television, and then I said never mind. I watch Kotlioko. I believe it's also out of. Oh no, I, I think of it as Italian be- Montreal. because I have the. I hate my brain because one of the few things that it can fucking keep a hold of always is that uh, Kotlioko aired on the Disney Channel only in Italy. But it was on Cartoon Network. Yeah, I know. But it had the Disney Channel on it in Italy. The most important thing to remember about Kodioka is that there's just a bitch named Sissy. I don't know if she has a real name. I can't remember at this point. Sissy? Oh, yeah, the, the yeah, little she girl. She was the daughter of the principal of the school, Elizabeth Delmas. Fucking bitch. Yeah, Go. and uh, Nikki Wong from 16 also fucked up my brain. I, I like Yuki from Kolioko. I like uh, Yugi Moto. Wait, I forgot there was a live action Kolioko or Yumi. Sorry, it's, yeah, I you. forgot there was a live action Kolioko. We gotta talk about Purple Haze next too. I am having a time, dude. I, I this is a Kolioko podcast now. That's fine. Kolioko dope. God, the Lioko part looks so bad. <laughs> in I the live how action, fucking bad it looked. No. Oh yeah, well the 3D animation, yeah. Dog it's fucking shit, dude. Early 2000s television 3D animation, like. Uh. Also, Yumi was never really was never really my thing, but Ailita was. Ailita, yeah, I I believe it. Let's go the Uncle Evolution. All right, is, is all that right, like Dragon right. Ball Evolution? It's live action, so yeah. Yo. All right, all right, all right. Yeah, the next matchup is Purple Haze versus Sea Moon. Unfortunate for Purple Haze. <laughs> Purple, it's a good song. True. Don't do you want what? Don't talk about my typing. I was it going to do? do? I was going to say Purple Haze is like King Crimson to stand from part five. Also like King Crimson lattice design. Lattice design, purple, cool like Centurion helmet with yeah, like. I always forget about the helmet. A hooked front and a visor. In some iterations, I think it has a crest on the top. In some, it doesn't. In the anime, I believe it has a cape. In the manga, it doesn't. 
it's got the helmet with the visor looks almost like a like a stylized biker helmet. Kinda. And its neck, the the base of its neck is like stitched onto its body. God, I don't think you've ever commented on that before. That's fucked up. It looks dope. I always like how purple haze looks. I don't think it's that its head stitched onto its body. I think that he's sewn into his jester suit. Uh, I can see that. And his mouth is sewn shut as well. His mouth is sewn shut because he's full of secret diseases. I think purple haze in its like scary form, like when it's d- portrayed like horrifically, mm-hmm. is a really good uh, personification of someone's past trauma. True. I think it's really, I want to give it as much credit as I can because you're going to, and I would agree that Seamoon's cooler, but Purple Haze is pretty dope. Purple Haze is, yeah, uh, thread it on a little more. It's got that cape, it's got spikes down its back, it's got a purple and white, or purple and like its skin tone, I guess, checked kind of vest that covers its body with its whole tummy out, gloves and stuff. It's a very cool looking stand. It's got like fucking crazed eyes, like just big old pupils. Yeah. And, and it's, it's got capsules on its knuckles. Yeah, the capsules on the knuckles contain a virus. I don't think it's we ever get too much details about what the virus is, but it melts people. It's quickly. a flesh, it's a flesh eating virus that does kill. If you get infected with it, you're so fucked. The virus dies very quickly in the sun is like the limiting factor of it. The sun like neutralizes it, but once it's in you, the sun can't get in there. Unless you're, you're a hormone boy. You ever melt- think of that? You know, I haven't. Let's talk about that more. <laughs> no. But I want to say, if you get it, you melt into goo in like 30 seconds, unless you make a vaccine out of a snake. We Let's not get into biology. Um, uh, okay. But it's, it's it, uh, even the user, uh, apparently other, uh, uh, I can't speak. Even the user, aside from the spinoff Purple Haze feedback, uh, is susceptible to the virus and mm-hmm. i think that also plays well into the personification of past trauma and maybe even mental illness because he doesn't want to bring out fugo the user never wants to bring out purple haze and when it when he does bring it out it uh recklessly attacks every uh, attacks and threatens and probably could easily kill everyone around him like it affects everyone in the area and he has no control over it it's interesting it's something that you could get deeper into than i'm going to you could we'll never read purple ace feedback maybe but <laughs> okay but no we probably will at some point don't e- even if it's us. not for content but yeah uh it releases the virus by punching and breaking the capsules on its knuckles it can also shoot them like you know those like toy guns that you put the little foam balls into, and yeah, yeah, shoot them like that. Like they just kind of fly and then hit something and crack open. And that's really all it does. It punches pretty strong. Like it damaged a wall, I think, when it punched it. Yeah, but its real damaging power comes from the virus, and it's uncontrollable, which is not very great for a stand that's deadly. Yeah, it's it's scary. It's not meant to be. It's not a main character stand. It technically kind of is, but it isn't. Yeah, Fugo was part of the protagonist gang in part five. And then they were like, oh, wow, he's too strong. And then he got and then he left He left I, the team and he went to his own light novel. I'm sure I would over the, the history of why 
Iraqi wrote it like that. Should I do it again or no? Why Lafkais wasn't he originally going to have him turn on the team? Yeah, Iraqi was originally planning for Fugo to turn on the team and be a traitor. Uh, but sources say Iraqi was very depressed at the time, and the, the the idea of their friend betraying them made him really sad, so he didn't do it. Yeah, I mean, it would have been good, but it also would have sucked. Yeah, I like Fugo being a good boy who just wasn't... He was honestly the most logical out of them. It's like, you know what? I'm not going to risk my life. Fuck it. <sighs> he's yep. understandable. But, like, he didn't have resolve. But he's relatable. <laughs> because same. Mm, understandable. I would risk my life for Trish. I just think Fugo is a good character. Oh, he is. He's a fantastic character. And it possibly would have been weaker as a character. Had he not he- left. No, if he just betrayed. True. I, yeah, that's true. I think both if he betrayed and if he stayed with the team, like, he would have been weaker as a character overall. Because that's, like, when you talk about Fugo, that's the thing that you talk about. It's a really interesting thing from, like, an outside perspective. One of the main cast just leaves because they're not, they, they just, they feel like they have an inner conflict that they can't resolve on their own. They have to just dip. Yeah. It's an interesting concept. That isn't done very often because it would be weird if it happened a lot. And then we got to talk about Sea Moon. Yes, Sea Moon. Your boy, my my man. Sea uh, Moon is the second stand of three that Enrico Pucci, the antagonist of Part Six, has. It's a green Saiyan. <laughs> sure. It has the tail belt. Oh, that's why I was confused. Why? But yeah, it has the tail belt, like Vegeta and Nappa. Yes. And no one else. So Sea Moon is, in my opinion, one of the best visually designed stands that exist. It comes. F- I every time I Google Sea Moon, like just at the cusp of my Google image search, there's big titty girl Sea Moon. What? And every time it fucking does me. Google JJBA space C hyphen Moon. It's the first thing in the third row of results. In images. Yeah. Oh, damn. She do be kind of cute, though. She got big-ass titties. Yeah, she does got honkin' donkers, dude. Um, the hoppers. <laughs> so, actually, here's a really good picture. Um, Right next to that, actually, is a picture of Sea Moon and White Snake right next to each other. Mm-hmm. It just looks cool to, like, have them side-by-side side like that. Because you can see, like, so Sea Moon comes yeah. from when Poochie fuses green ba- the green baby and his stand, White Snake. So, white snake molts like a snake would. White snake molts like a snake would. Yeah. So looking at white snake, it has DNA nucleotides written in strips around its body. Sea moon still has that in two places. Apparently, too. I don't think. I think one of those is just artist interpretation. Mm. Yeah. It's just around its chest. Uh, it's got it's got them there. It develops kind of like I don't know how I want to say this. Yeah, it's got like a tail belt, a little kill. It's got vector arrows coming off of its green armor around its body. Yeah, big ass shoulder pads. It looks. It's also got like a super thin waist. It. He looks buff as hell. Yeah, he got a six pack. Like only like the only thing in his abdomen is a six pack. Honestly, same. I wish. <laughs> I'm working um, on it. Wish me luck, stand fam. Haha. <laughs> Its head kind of looks like it doesn't look like white snakes that much. It's got it looks like two, the green baby. 
It looks like the green baby. Yeah. It's, it's got it's, the same weird plant like uh eyelashes. It does. It's got the green baby's eyes. I want to comment on like the points on the like its forehead and the back of its mm. head that I didn't really notice before. Because White Snake has like a whole ring of those that look like a crown, where this just has two. I don't know if that's anything. If well, that can be part of like the molting thing or I think it's just similar to both the green baby and white snake, but also uh, I just found out that you're fucking wrong and bad. About what? Uh, the the DNA nucleotides are in two places. There's yeah, on its head. Under There's some that. on his dang forehead. Yeah, on its head's really cool because yeah, I'm looking it, at it. Almost looks like a flower, like like a a blooming flower with like his dome in the middle. Yeah, no, no, I... that might be a stretch. I think so. So like, okay, here's a way to look at that. This is entirely conjecture. So if we assume like those two spikes on the front of the back of its head are like white snakes, they're much shorter than white snakes. And what that bit with the DNA nucleotides poking up out of it look like is that it kind of looks like Maiden Heaven's head. Yeah, I was going to say we should also cross reference with Maiden Heaven. Yeah, it eventually turns into Maiden Heaven when Poochie achieves heaven. It's the this is the second form, second evolution form of the Pokemon line. Yeah, so it basically looks like what its face is right now as Sea Moon. Essentially, all of that could slough off or slop off, and then it could just theoretically leave Made in Heaven's head, given yeah, the way it's shaped and the way I that's think, pointing out. I think that is the um, the design's intent, and it looked that works really well. I never thought of it like that. And that's why it's so cool. Like, this is the opposite of middle Pokemon syndrome. This True. is like the coolest middle point between two stands that you can have. Yeah, it's more like instead of instead of like uh, an in-between point, it's more of a fusion. Right. It, it, I think it's clear that Araki knew what Made in Heaven would look like when designing Seamoon. I think that's accurate. Yeah. And let's talk about stability, I think. Uh, we haven't do, yet. Do you believe in gravity, baby? Yeah, so I was talking about White Snake's ability just because we're saying it evolves from it. There's not much connection between White Snake and it. White Snake's ability is it takes out your memories um, and your stand ability as discs, uh, and it can also make Venom. <laughs> venom. And what Seamoon does is it controls gravity. But here's the thing. Stand users attracted to each other by gravity, so Poochie could yeah. give people stands. Mm-hmm. So we kind of controlled gravity, too. Social gravity. I, I also think of it as like Poochie is able to manipulate all of like the forces in JoJo's. So the people in their memories, uh, the stands, gravity is depicted as its own separate ability or separate uh, force in the universe. And then the time, obviously, with I mean, heaven. But I think. Being able to manipulate uh, stands specifically in the stand discs and gravity in a more literal sense, but also referring to JoJo's depiction of gravity as a concept uh, and as a force in the story, it fits because they're similar concepts. I fully agree. Damn. That it's, it's, we learn more about Seamoon every time we talk about it, and that's why it's going to yeah, that that's what we need out of the waiters. Yeah. But, oh, I just pulled the key off my keyboard. Nice. Um, 
Yeah, so Seamage Gravity Abilities lets it control gravity. It's like direction and a three kilometer radius around its user. So like if you are within three kilometers of the user and he pulls it, you are falling away from him. Or toward him. Or toward him. But that means like if he gets under you, you fly into space and die. Probably. He creates a, a center point of gravity inside of Jolene and it almost crushes her entire body. It implodes, one may say. Yo, you okay, Catherine? Yeah, I was I was thinking about what you were saying. Yeah, he oh. can he can punch you and invert your gravity. Yeah. And should he, he use some fly. of these gravity should he use some of these gravity powers in when he was in space, just out on the orbiting Mars. Remember that? He can fly all <laughs> gravity around him so that he could fly. Shout out to George. Yeah. He also lightly controls like time dilation in an area around him, which is reflective of how gravity and time are related forces in like physics. In, in real in life. And that's also eventually built into the fact that made in heaven dilates time. Yeah, space and time are the same thing, baby. Baby. Um, and yeah, we've, we've talked about Poochie. He's the bad guy. He wants to achieve Dio's will of going to heaven by studying Nietzschean philosophy. Yeah, we will. How about this? Because <laughs> I think we agree that Seamoon beats Purple Haze. True. Uh, we have to talk about Seamoon again. We do. We have to talk In about like Seamoon versus King Crimson. In like three episodes. Four so, episodes. Four episodes. So... That'll be a good opportunity to talk about the differences and the pros and cons and the differences between part five and part six main antagonists. True. That'll be really good. I'm, Look I'm forward really, to that one. That's going to be antagonist versus antagonist. I don't think yeah. that's happened yet. It has not. Dope. That I'm aware of. That's I mean, there's not sick. many other ones. Dio. Yo. Let's see. What do we have left? All three of Poochie's stands are, as of this time, three still in the podcast. Dope. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I guess we're done talking about it, so we can talk about the next matchups. Yeah, the next, so yeah, King Crimson beats Kiss, Seamoon beats Purple Haze, next episode is Mandem versus Weather Report, and White Snake versus Hey Ya. That's gonna be a dangerous episode. It's gonna be something, it is a lot of boys versus boys. Mandem versus Weather Report are like two of my favorite stands fighting each other, and I will, I just want them to hug. Yeah, like. Yeah, it's trauma versus trauma, like you said during that episode <laughs> yeah. last, last round. And yeah. White Snake versus Heya is just going to be fine. We know yeah, how that's going to go. I think I know how that's going to go. Yeah. Uh, God, Gold Experience, Requiem versus Metallica, Tusk versus... So yeah, we have technically three other antagonist stands left because there's White Snake, uh, Killer Heaven. Queen, and Made in Heaven still. Yeah. Along with those two, then we still have Stone Free, Tusk, Tusk, and Gold Experience Requiem. So three antagonists and three protagonists left. To, to this round, but overall, there are five antagonist stands, three protagonist stands, and a handful of others. And here's the thing. There are only eight slots in the quarterfinals. And I'm not entirely sure. Let me look. Damn, um, wait. Oh, no. It won't all be protagonists and antagonists. True. At least one won't be. Mandem versus one. Weather Report and Ma- White Snake versus Hey Y'all will both probably give us non-protag-antag stands. But that'll be the only one. No, it won't. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll get there. We'll get yeah. there. 
No spoilers. Um, no spoilers. Time for plugs. Yeah, I guess we're done. Uh, yeah. Attack Young Kingdom, T-A-C-H-Y-R-N <laughs> Kingdom. On Twitter and Instagram. And <coughs> uh, That's day again. Good. Um, I'm funny. <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at alias Baria. That's alias P-A-R-I-A. You can find the show on Twitter at Standoff Podcast. On the Twitter, you can find a link to our Discord where that was loud. Yeah, I'm having a moment. On the Twitter, you can find a link to our Discord where you can hang out and talk to other fans of the show. Uh, you can also go to standoff.website to support us on Patreon. For one dollar a month, you get monthly bonus episodes. This month, we're gonna do the bow OVA, I suppose, yeah, as requested. And you also get episodes a day or two early. For $5 a month, you get recap episodes of George Joestar chapters. Two are going to be coming out by the end of March because I'm lazy. We're, 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 don't say you. It's not I'm just you. I'm the one who it, has to take the notes. It's also me. I'm also very lazy. We are a year and a half into this podcast and a year into pandemic times and we're both rotting. Yeah, that's why this, this round's just fucking chaos. Uh, uh, that's all we're doing in the episode now. Oh yeah, uh, you can email us if you would like at standoffpod at gmail.com. Our music is Mad Rock at Strange City by Nice Wizard Music. And thank you all so much for listening. As always, until next time, stand, stand proud. proud.